GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. A real highlight on Tuesday was speaking to a woman who leads a team of superheroes at St Bernard's Hospital. Consultant paediatrician Lorena Soler Casale talked to us about the family-centred neonatal care unit. Lola's team has already started helping sick babies in Gibraltar. Important, life-changing work. Local fishermen and divers are concerned that illegal nets are being used regularly and are killing marine life indiscriminately. They told me enforcement in local waters is simply not good enough. But we start with confirmation that TNG Global has now paid the government a premium of £90 million for the east side. What does that mean? The Chief Minister Fabian Picardo joined us in the studio. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. The leases were signed by His Excellency the Governor late on Friday. Um, So the process of transferring ownership of the plot has happened. Um, And as a result, we've had the consideration, as lawyers uh, call the payment, uh, of the 90 million which was agreed and confirmation of the other works that will be done by TNG, which you see in the press release of October 2021, uh, we set out were the things which were not the cash consideration, but what we call the additional consideration. So we're talking about um, the construction of affordable homes, births, parking um, and other benefits, uh, including the removal of the rubble mountain uh, and the offering of summer parking, free summer parking uh, for the nearby Catlin Bay users. Yes, you talk about the removal of the rubble. It's the, really, it's the use of the rubble in the context of the development of the plot, in particular the coastal protection works, which will require an arm to be extended around the plot. A part of the rubble will be used to sink that arm, part of the rubble will be used to level off the plot, um, and all of the other benefits that you've described from something um, as uh, important but uh, not seminal, like the continuation of free parking in the summer to things as relevant to many individuals in our community as a hundred new affordable homes that will be developed in the area. Indeed, the revetment that is being developed now so that we can start the work on Hassan Centenary Terrace's phase one, which couldn't start until that had happened, and it has happened. So all of that, I think, is a hugely important demonstration of what the economic impact of this deal is uh, throughout the community as we see the the east side developed into a new city for Gibraltar. And TNG now looks forward to starting work on the site to make those plans a reality for TNG and in particular for the people of Gibraltar who benefit from a magnificent new and modern development on the east side. Adrian Olivero of the TNG Global Foundation. What can you tell us um, of them, Chief Minister? Who has just bought the east side? Well, as you know, the TNG Global Foundation is the holding structure of the entity that now owns what used to be Jiska Bank and is TN uh, Trusted Novus Bank. So you know that these are now people of substance. You haven't sold the east side, which is an important development for Gibraltar, to an entity that has no track record. They've also uh, built 
the new uh, Bishop Fitzgerald and Governors Meadow Schools, which are about to be handed over by the government to the government in coming months, because they've taken the plots at Bayside, so they've demonstrated that they have the wherewithal to build. Those uh, projects are in the region of twenty-eight million pounds. You're dealing with a very solvent entity here that is able to deliver against the sort of macro project that you're going to see on the east side, which is in effect the development of a new city for Gibraltar and will provide for expansion for Gibraltar for many years. Okay, we're live with the Chief Minister on Gibraltar today. If you'd like to put a question to him, we've got one from Andrew, Chief Minister, who says, given all of the investment and and how many people are going to live uh, on the east side uh, project once it's built, uh, are there any plans for an east-west tunnel through the Rock of Gibraltar, I think he means. Well, there, there is, as we know, an east-west tunnel across the Rock of Gibraltar, which is the, the old Comsen tunnel. Um, unfortunately, it can only take um, uh, one vehicle, and in some areas it would have to be a small vehicle. Uh, but there are plans to make that uh, area one which might be open to pedestrians and to cyclists. Paul Belvan has been pursuing that, and other departments have been pursuing that. Uh, we haven't yet been able to announce something. There are complex issues there to be resolved. But I very much believe that that sort of east-west uh, facility would be a good one, and it doesn't have to be for vehicles. In trying to sort of think about the impact that uh, the TNG's plans, TNG Global Foundation's plans um, could have overall on Gibraltar, it it almost, well, it did. It got me thinking of John McIntosh and how today, you know, we still have the John McIntosh Hall. There there are lots of sort of uh, reminders in our community all of these years later about massive investments made by entrepreneurs in Gibraltar all of those years ago. And and, and, and it's got me thinking that this is almost, I, I, I hesitate to say unprecedented because we've seen um, uh, sort of large-scale investments uh, as I've referenced there, but, but we haven't, it, it's not the sort of large-scale investment by anyone party that comes along very often, is it? It's not. It's something that has to be nurtured. We've had to work very hard to ensure that we did the right deal in October 2021. This is the work that people don't see. Um, And then to turn the deal that we did in 2021, which was a heads of terms deal, which um, was set out in our press release of October 2021, 18th of October 2021, into the leases that have now been executed uh, in order to be able to deliver this project, or at least the commencement of this project. This is something that people need to to realise has to be nurtured very carefully. I mean, if you're going to invest in a place like Gibraltar, and the first thing that happens is that people start criticising you because you have wanted to invest, you've wanted to take a step forward, and you've wanted to pay for a park. You do sometimes, I think, wonder, well, am I doing the right thing? Are people here the sort of people who want to see somebody uh, come in and invest in the community or they rather be left alone. So we've had to do a lot of work to ensure that the, the hospitable reality of what the people of Gibraltar are, the welcoming to investment that the people of Gibraltar are, is understood even despite some of the um, less fair criticism that you've seen on the airwaves. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. We've just been at the hospital where the special baby care unit has been launched by the Kasuma Trust, promising high-quality care for sick babies in Gibraltar. And we're going to find out a little bit more about it from... Everybody calls you Lola. Yes, everybody calls <laughs> me Lola, yes. Uh, and, and you're a consultant paediatrician? Yes, a neonatologist. And um, what does this new equipment mean for your team? Well, it means a lot for the patients. 
uh, and for the team. So um, we know that for every delivery, 10% of the babies will require some kind of resuscitation and 1% a very intense resuscitation. Say it again for how many? Uh, 10%, of, 10% every, of all babies. Every, every baby will need some kind of help but 1% will need uh, a lot of in, uh, intensive care resuscitation. Okay. So we have 400 deliveries per year, so that means that at least four babies in the whole year will require us uh, to be extremely accurate. Wow, so okay, so at least uh, one baby a day, and of the 400 in the year, you're expecting four uh, to need this new care that you can now offer? Yes. Yes. So what what has been happening so far? Without this equipment, have you been needing to send those four babies to a nearby hospital in Spain or, or yes. to the UK? And, and still we we need to send them abroad because we don't have a neonatal intensive care unit. This is mm. a special care unit. So what we are uh, expecting to offer better is the stabilization time. So when we do the resuscitation, actually our SCABU is uh, mainly in uh, maternity now and we do the resuscitation but after you know one or two three hours of working we need to go to a bigger place where we can stabilize the baby until the transfer is done and that is what is different now so we need a, we have a special room to do that with all the equipment that Kusuma generously has donated yeah. to us okay well that's super exciting um, and this is a project that has been carried out with um, uh, Kusuma Trust uh, and has been launched today uh, by uh, one of its co-founders which I think um, uh, we should hear from now uh, and so let me just play you now the voice of um, the Kusuma Trust co-founder Soma Pujari uh, who invested £210,000 in this new equipment. Uh, healthcare is more important to me because I have a background in medicine and uh, that's what makes it very special to me. So my heart is in healthcare, not specifically in pediatrics. We work with uh, organizations asking them what they want to do. So we prioritize what is in their interest because I don't think it's uh, for us to judge what they want. Uh, we find out what they're interested in and then we work in partnership model where uh, both of us contribute something into it. The voice of Soma Pujari, who is the co-founder of Kusuma Trust, uh, which uh, has invested today, well, uh, they have invested in recent months £210,000 in the special baby care unit at St. Bernard's Hospital. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Local fishermen and divers have told GBC that they are concerned about ghost nets in our waters. Uh, they're worried that these nets, which uh, are illegal and shouldn't be used here, are being used regularly and that enforcement in local waters isn't good enough and that the nets are being used, not, they're not just being used regularly, but are uh, killing marine life indiscriminately. Uh, yesterday afternoon, I went out for a boat ride and spoke to diver Robert Sheriff. Bueno, we went to uh, the wreck, uh, the new flame, and uh, we found this long net with uh, a lot of marine life stuck to the net. And uh, <laughs> it's cruelty. Mm -hmm. Cut one of the big spider crab free, the other one they, they were mailing a mess with the, all the net. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't save them. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of big fishes uh, eaten by other fishes. Yeah. That's Robert Sheriff, who had been diving with some of his uh, diving buddies and uh, they've taken some excellent footage, excellent video footage of a long net just off Europa Point uh, and it's, it's basically stuck on the remains of the new flame 
uh, the wreck which went down there and they're very worried about uh, the images which uh, which GBC television will be sharing with you uh, later today. Uh, I went out on a boat with Nicholas and also with Caelan Joyce who had this to say. It's very, very clearly a, a commercial net. It's a very, very large net. It's also very dangerous to, to both recreational divers and spear fishermen because it's, it's a net that's very easily, uh, people can get very easily entangled in. I think it's about the third time in the last few months that we've found such a net in this area. Um, historically, this isn't really an area that commercials would net in. Normally, they net in the east side because there's, there's uh, less kind of um, structures there, so there's a uh, less chance of them losing the nets. But lately, they're, they're being more risky, uh, more blatant, and, and more brazen and they're actually um, using these nets in this area knowing full well that they won't be able to recover most of the net or, or parts of the net they also know that these nets will become ghost nets and ghost nets literally they keep on killing and killing and killing so if they were to actually catch a fish and, and take it away and take the net away but they're not actually doing that the net is staying there and and it's not only hazard to people but it's also to marine life because it's just you know it's it doesn't discriminate between any creatures it catches anything small fish big fish um you've seen the size of of of, of the of the net um you know uh, holes it's just uh, like a big plastic bag just taking everything in his path so that's the voice of Kaylin joyce who is uh, an angler uh, who feels very strongly about this issue uh, as did robert and, and and several others who were down there um uh, at the marina talking to me about their concerns about very large fishing nets that um are in gibraltar waters Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.